Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking... Pets. And this episode was suggested by me. Good job, Natalie. If you'd like to talk to Natalie, she's in our private Discord, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity to join. But pets, P-E-T-S, the four letters. We all love to pet. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody knows what pets are, but Natalie, what is a pet? A pet is an animal kept primarily for a person's company, entertainment, or as an act of compassion, such as taking in and protecting a stray animal, as opposed to being a working animal, livestock, or laboratory animal, or I suppose a wild animal also. So is it is an outdoor cat a pet, or is it a wild animal, or is it like a virus straddling the two worlds? Nobody's sure if a cat is alive or not. <laughs> I mean... If it comes to your house all the time and you feed it and you make sure that the cat's doing okay, it's your cat. So it's a pet. If it is a cat that is outside and it is, like, not associated with anybody, like if it was born outside and never has lived with anybody, I would say that's not anyone's pet. Unless you catch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. See, my dad used to steal cats. Uh, Yeah. I think the statute of limitations is over. Yeah, especially since he's dead. Yeah. So. <laughs> Try and go get him. Good luck. He's, <laughs> he's out there, as, as they say. Like, we out here, but behind a hardware store. <laughs> so he would get cats that were outside. And his reasoning, which made sense to me at the time because I was a child, he said it with authority, so it was just very believable. He wasn't like a manipulator or anything. I just think he truly believed that if there's a cat wandering around outside, you can just take it. He never brought home a cat that had a collar on it. I don't think he was like specifically taking people's cats, but he would be at work or somewhere and there'd be a cat hanging around and he'd take it. Mm-hmm. And I always thought this was reasonable until my mom told me that one time they went to Key West in Florida and they went to Ernest Hemingway's estate. They went there because they heard there were cats that had polydactylism, which is where they have more than the normal number of toes. Right. And he went down and I don't know if he like did flavor of love to like narrow it down to one cat or what he did, but they came <laughs> back with a cat. And they named the cat Hemingway. This is the cat they got rid of when I was born. I was there. I was just a little blob or whatever. And my parents came in the room and the cat was sitting on me, staring in my face. And they were like, this is not going to work. <laughs> so He's too dumb to fend the cat off. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer about that baby we got. <laughs> It wasn't until I was an adult that I figured out that he was actually stealing the cats. Now, we don't we don't have a cat right now, nope. but you had cats growing up. We had cats, but it was always, like, weird the way we got the cat. Like, we had one cat that we inherited from my mom's boyfriend's grandmother or something like that. It was, like, a secondhand cat that we just ended up with. Yeah. And it never was out in the house. It was always hiding. And so it's just like we theoretically had a cat. Like imagine like if you were a cat and you lived in my house, what would you do? You would live under the bed. (laughs) Your childhood home. Yes. I'd live behind the entertainment center. Right. (laughs) So that cat, we theoretically had that cat, but 
I don't know, like, I don't remember ever petting it. <laughs> so it was just, it was roaming around, but there was no warmth. You just, the cat had to be somewhere, so it was just there. It was always in the house, mm-hmm. but we just never saw it. Uh, is that the house that had, like, a basement? In, All like, my houses have had basements. Your mom's house had a basement, and I never went in it. Like, I asked three of your family members, and I was like, oh, there's a basement, and they just shook their head, like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm, no. <laughs> it was I don't I don't think there's anything I think it got really wet. Yeah. I don't think there was anything down there. But it was seriously like one of the creepiest rooms I've ever been in in my entire life. I think everybody warded me off because they were like, you're too nice. You won't make it down there. <laughs> it was just like dirt floors. And then all of the walls were like that cinder block. Only it was painted hot pink. And so it looked like where you would go before a serial killer got you. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was like very, in very yucky. It was like barely finished basement, like finished in a sense that there's concrete on the floor. It was basically like a hole. Only the walls were painted hot pink. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was haunted. I mean, that lends credence to the fact that the cat would be under the bed then. The cat's like, fuck the hat. Yeah. Well, that was the house before. The cat was in the house before that. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, so we had that cat, right? No one ever pet him. <laughs> what was that cat's name? Tuffy. And then um, there was another cat we had where it broke into our house. It was like a, a cat from outside. <laughs> <laughs> it broke into our house, and we kicked him out of the house. Yeah. We like, like, we're like, oh, how the cat? There's a cat in the house. How the hell did the cat get in the house? And we kicked him out. The next night, he broke into the house again, and we kicked him out of the house, and then he broke into the house again, and we were like, well, I guess he lives here now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever, now, is it overstating the case to say he broke in, or was there an opening in the house? I don't know how he was getting in the house. I don't think we ever determined how he was getting in the house. And when you would kick him out, you would? Put him back outside. Okay. (laughs) We would throw him across the street. As hard as he could. (laughs) No, I don't think anybody would have done that. I, I was thinking more of, like, did you say anything to the cat? Get out. <laughs> and we had a conversation about boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> but that cat was orange, and so we named him Morris after the cat in the commercials for cat food. I think probably 50% of orange cats in like the 80s were probably <laughs> yeah. named Morris. Yeah. And so we had that cat. He just decided he lived with us, and we were like, all right. So we never wanted a cat. We just would have a cat for some reason. And, like, the cat never liked us, and we never really, like, we forgot about it all the time. Like, we would put food out for it, and we would clean this litter box. But aside from that, like, do we have a cat? I don't know. You were roommates with a cat. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't you didn't bond with a cat. Yeah, we were, like, roommates on, like, different work schedules. <laughs> <laughs> So the, uh, you only had two cats. Yeah. Didn't you have a kitten once? I did have a kitten, and I ended up giving it to my mom's friend because it was fucking psychotic. Okay. <laughs> it was like a little Siamese kitten, and it just it fucking destroyed everything I have ever owned. It would like get into my closet and like hook its claws into the tops of my dresses, and then drag itself all the way down all the fucking time. And he would fucking attack the shit out of me. <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> I was like, I hate you. You're, like, the worst thing in my life right now. And so I, I gave it to my mom's friend, who was, like, a cat lady who lived next door. Oh, a Siamese kitten. But what if I do? Yeah. <laughs> like, this well, guy's an asshole. <laughs> I like cats. 
I was over, I went over my friend's house earlier today. His cat was out. He's had the cat maybe a couple years and it took a while and I finally feel like the cat is finally warming up to me. So I was petting the cat, nice cat. Is that Gumball? Yeah. Okay, Gumball actually is an asshole. What they say is true. I'll carry on. She's warmed up to me, so I feel I feel like I deserve the cat's love. Right, sure. I'm just saying, I, she let me pet her once, and then she decided that she was like not into it anymore, and it wasn't fun. All of our cats we had growing up, I never... And it's, and it's maybe my fault, or maybe I don't know the cat tricks. Because here's the thing, is I feel like people that are cat people... Mm-hmm. And I'm not using that as a pejorative term. I just mean some people are cat people, right? Right, right. Like, they have... They know how to how to interact with cats. Like I'm nice to them. I have the basic skill set, but I don't know how to make a cat love me. Like if you had your kitten and your kitten was going bonkers and you gave it to some lady, she's probably like, she has all the fake mice. Mm-hmm. And then she probably knows how to do, cause they do this like hand movement thing to cats. Yeah. People yeah. who are like cat people. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then the cat like loves them. <laughs> It's like the secret hand trick. They're finger banging them. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're doing. Maybe secret cat move. Maybe that's drives them nuts. (laughs) That's why I never had a cat warm up to me. I just wasn't willing to go all the way. Yeah, right. (laughs) You have to stick your finger up his butt at least. (laughs) Yeah, that's at least cat baseball. That's at least second base. Cat baseball, that's first base. First order business is you're going to be friends with a cat. (laughs) You have to to stimulate its prostate. (laughs) I feel like dog baseball is a lot less intimate. No, yeah, it is. All you do is be like, good boy. And they're like, all right, game is on. That's the thing is that I, so I was like never a cat person. Like all my experiences with cats were either neutral or bad. Then I got a little bit older and I noticed that anytime I was around cats, I would get like mucus coming out of my eyes, like just rivers of it. And then the next day after I had to hang out with cats, like I would have to pry my eyes open because my eyelashes were glued shut with dried mucus. And so I'm like, well, you know what? I don't have to like cats because like, I'm allergic to cats. I can be around a cat and I can pet a cat and- I could go to a party where there's a cat, but I could not spend the night at your house if you had a cat. Right, especially since most people who own cats, the cats walk around in the house as much as they want at night, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you are spending the night in somebody else's house, the cat is going to be trying to check you out all night. Yeah. And so that's another part of it is the cat's going to be walking around. I grew up having cats in the house. I think probably, I mean, until I moved out, we had three or four different cats. I don't remember them all. Because they were all from outside and they all had stupid names. Oh, your cat's names. That's like one of the best part of pets is what you're going to name your pet. Uh, we had a black cat, which was imaginatively named Midnight. Uh-huh. My dad found that cat at the school. <laughs> and so he brought it home and he's like, we have a cat now. I was like, great. And I was like, come here, kitty. And the cat would never. He didn't do the trick. Well, <laughs> 
I didn't know. I feel like I tried because my parents were good with the cat. They would pet the cat and stuff. And I would go up and I would try to pet the cat, but I would like not have my shoulders facing the right way or something. And it would like scratch me and I'd be like, fuck this. So I wasn't, I was never mean to the cat. I just never interacted with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened to Midnight. I assumed either Midnight died or it was stolen by somebody else. Yeah, the the endless chain of cat thefts. It's just uh, <laughs> easy come, easy go. <laughs> That's why cats are so aloof. They know that they're just going to get stolen and live somewhere else in like a week and a half anyway. <laughs> Look, we both know we don't need to bond. Just give me the fucking kibble. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, we had some other little cat. And I don't remember if it was a runt or what, but it was a small... I never named any of the cats. My sister always named the cats. I would have wanted to name it something fucking weird anyway. Yeah, yeah, sure. So my sister would name it something more normal. And I'm like, well, this you're better at this. That's fine. Right. My mom would always name our pets, and so they ended up with weird names. <laughs> well, your mom once named her dog Andy. Right, and that was after we got married. It was several years after we had gotten married. So it wasn't like you were like it was a new thing. Like she was like, "Oh, how about we name it after my son-in-law?" Five years. And I love. I loved it because anytime we went to my house. So first off, my family is really loud. Like they are very, very loud, and so when everybody would come back to my mom's house with all of their respective boyfriends and husbands and everything. It just gets extremely loud. And so people are always fucking yelling just so you could hear them. But then my mom got this dog. And so periodically, like you would hear her across the house going, Andy! (laughs) (laughs) Andy! And then she would start calling him a little shit or something like that. We'd go, she's not talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, the first time it happened, I was like, in one room of your house, your mom was out back and the dog was out back in the yard. And she goes, Andy, get in here. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> so like, like, she seems really upset that I do something. I get up and I walk back. And like, I walk back, she's holding the door open and the dog trots in and I look at her and I look at the dog and she's like, oh. <laughs> and then you go, did you just name your dog Andy? <laughs> She na- she said that she named him Andy because he's a little scruffy guy. <laughs> That's why she, I guess that she had that connotation in her head, and she, it didn't occur to her that you would have heard her call her dog that. I don't know. I don't know. She's like, oh, he's like, he's so scruffy. Call him Andy. He's fine. He was a nice dog. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad. <laughs> then he got hit by a car. I mean, that's like one of the major plot points for pets. Right, Unfortunately, right. you have a pet, you love the pet, the pet dies. Or you have a pet, you don't love the pet, the pet disappears. Where did it go? Mystery, where did that pet go? <laughs> so, okay, so we had Andy, my mom had Andy. We had those two, we had two boxers named Romeo and Juliet. We had a dog named James, who she named after her brother. Yeah. <laughs> And her dad. So, um, yeah, and then we had Choo Choo, who was like a poodle. Who named Choo Choo? My mom. <laughs> like C-H-O-O-C-H-O-O, yeah, like a train. like a train, yeah. Choo Choo. Choo Choo is half wiener dog, half poodle, but like the big wiener dogs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's half big wiener dog, 
half poodle and it was curly all over like a poodle it had black hair and it was curly all over but its face looked like a wiener dog face and he had little teeny short legs in the front and really long legs in the back and so it, he was he was the fucking weirdest looking dog i think i've ever seen did you where did you get choo choo i don't know what happened to choo choo i don't know experience it don't ask any questions <laughs> Don't. Things are different when you don't grow up in like a regular middle class upbringing. Like it's very, very different. I'm not going to apologize for having a weird upbringing because if I had brought myself up, it would have been different. I mean, I think a lot of people grow up in a bunch of different situations. And it's, it's, sometimes it gets weird. Sometimes things get weird in order to make it work. It can be good for things to be weird as long as it's not like destabilizing and terrifying. <laughs> I had a little black and white cat and one day it came back and it was really messed up. Like some other animal had messed it up. Mm -hmm. And my parents were like, ooh, what happened to the cat? I don't think we should let the cat back inside. <laughs> so we kept the cat, but the cat was an outdoor cat. I don't think anybody had bonded to the cat. I think it was yet another cat that my dad found wandering around school meowing. Right. My dad was like, oh, I've had one of these before. I know what to do with it. I already got a litter box. <laughs> one of the things that I thought was like a great innovation, like after, you know, living more of my life and finding that most people who have cats let the cats walk around everywhere all the time. Right. He would shut the cat in the laundry room at night. I think that other people do that. I've heard of people like keeping their cat in the bathroom or like keeping it in like just the kitchen area or something like that. That's a smart idea. I like that idea. We would always, when you and I had dogs, we would put them in the crate. Right. And they would go to sleep, and then we'd wake up in the morning and take them out, and they would immediately go to the bathroom outside. It was like a great setup. Everybody slept at the same time. Right, right. And so as soon as we were ready to go to sleep, the dog's like, I'm ready to go to sleep too. And then you go to sleep, and then you wake up in the morning, and it's like, oh, time to get it up. And then it's like it's like seamless. I'm not like one of those people who let a pet sleep in my bed. If you, if you want that to happen, you can, but... It's too much. It's like I'm too big on sleep hygiene. You got to have everything be set up in the right way because when you start losing sleep, it just doesn't work. It makes the rest of your day worse. Right. And like during the day, like I wouldn't let the dogs on the couch because they would like anal gland on the couch. Why am I going to let them do that in my bed? <laughs> yeah. And then you've got dog hair on the bed and then unless you shower your dog every day you have outside stuff on your bed right but like during the day the dog is fine he gets he gets attention he gets pet he gets you know what i'm saying it's like he doesn't need to sleep in my bed we both need a little alone time pets you can have all kinds of pets though right dogs and cats are like the most popular right uh-huh but you can have rabbits ferrets rodents fish fish little mammals birds reptiles Fish, you already said fish. Crabs. Totals. Totals. Uh, you could keep arthropods. Wait, what's an arthropod? Like a lobster? Like a scorpion or a tarantula. Oh. Or a... What's bonding with a scorpion like? <laughs> I don't know. I actually had a boyfriend when I was in high school who had a pet scorpion. I hated it. He got really sad when it died, though. I, I, I couldn't empathize because it's like... How could you tell it's dead? That's a good question. I really like plants. I had a cactus once. It was like a $5 cactus. 
but you were supposed to water it once a month. Mm -hmm. I could never remember to do that. Right. I kept it up, but then I don't know when I watered it. I just know one day when I went in to go to the cactus, it was all dried out. And I was like, well, there's no telling when it died. <laughs> it's a cactus, right? Right, right. But this scorpion, he couldn't he couldn't take it out of the cage. He didn't like have any interactions with it. And usually it didn't do anything. I didn't understand. And then you had to buy crickets and shit for it to eat. Just so you could be like, oh, I have this very badass pet. Well, I mean, that seems like a very teenage boy thing to decide you're going to do for sure. If you had a scorpion, but then it was like you were using it for something. But that makes it not a pet if it's like a working animal, right? What kind of work is a scorpion going to do? <laughs> You can make a pull a little cart. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're going to use it to corral other bugs. <laughs> so you can just corral a bunch of bugs and get your item measuring business off the ground. <laughs> Bug measuring business. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you want something, if you want something that's very cool that you can show your buddies and you're like, look at my cool thing, just it like it's called a knife, right? Right. <laughs> or a giant bong, like a four foot bong. Yeah. Check it out, dudes. Not like I, I imprisoned this extremely gross animal. <laughs> I imprisoned this <laughs> desert arthropod. Try not to get stung. <laughs> He looks weird under a black light, though. Oh, does it? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. That's pretty wicked. <laughs> that was my electric guitar noise. <laughs> oh, I know, baby. <laughs> so you have all kinds of different pets. Um, and then also there are physical and emotional benefits to having pets. Like you walk a dog and then you guys both get to go on a walk. And it encourages social interaction. They are also good for companionship for people who are lonely or old. Even if you're not lonely, it also gives you companionship. Right. You just don't need it as much. <laughs> Like, if you have four friends, like, you still might want a dog. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that is true. People most commonly get pets just to have, like, a cool bud. But they also get them sometimes to, like, guard their house or because they think it's good looking. No, that's a gorgeous barb. It's going to scream and scream, but it's so pretty. Let's bring it home. Okay. I guess I could see that. The ambient noise is the main reason why I wouldn't want a bird. I think birds are very cool animals, but just like the constant noise. I'm not sensitive to noise, but it makes it it makes it very hard for me to concentrate on things when there's like ambient noise. Mm-hmm. I would hate to feel obligated to like wear headphones in my in my own house so I could read an article even though there's a bird talking. Right, right. I am able to block things out really, really well. That's all, that's like always been one of my superpowers. So if there's shit going on in the background, I can usually deal with it. But there's a couple things I don't like in terms of ambient noise. I don't like something that sounds like it's knocking on something because it makes me feel like it's a call to action, like I need to do something. Yeah. And I don't like when there is music on in the background and it keeps skipping through the tracks. Like, I don't even care what kind of music it's on, but you need to leave it on one thing. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, I wouldn't want to listen to that either. I don't want knocking either, but I also don't want birds chirping. I also don't like when people talk to themselves when they're reading. <laughs> I don't do that. I didn't say you did. Anyway. <laughs> 
do you do that? <laughs> no, I I don't. Well, I don't know who that leaves. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think the the number one thing that has been bad for people is the streaming of video games. And I'll tell you why. It's because what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to play video games and then you have an internal monologue. Uh-huh. You have a stream of consciousness. And I feel that people who are streaming video games and they're like, here comes the guy. Hope the guy doesn't hit me. Oh, the guy hit me. I have to use my potion. Uh-huh. <laughs> people who do that, it leads everybody else to internalize that they need to do that. And if you were over at a kid's house in 1989, they're playing Mario and they've got the controller and they're jumping, they're flipping the controller up in the air every time they jump because they think it'll make them jump. They think it'll make them jump better. Right, right. And they're talking, they're like, I hope that turtle doesn't, hope that turtle with the gooseneck doesn't hit me. I hope, oh, that guy's, I can't fireball that guy. That guy's too hard and they're jumping the whole time. You're like, what the fuck is your problem? (laughs) Right? Right. Now that is the norm, is jerking the controller around because it gives you better ratings on Twitch. (laughs) That's why I call it Twitch. Oh my God. Uh, well, you know, tune in in shortly, and you can watch my Twitch stream of Animal Crossing. <laughs> I'm going to do a OnlyFans where I play Animal Crossing shirtless. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's only for fans. <laughs> watch you just picking fruit. Picking fruit like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you know what time it is? It is time to do a quiz. Okay, um, tell me what the most popular pets are. How many are there? Um, my list is seven. Cats. Cats are the most, there's more cats than any other pet. Yeah, because you can do that thing where they just live behind parts of your house. Yeah. Or they just break in. You don't have a choice. <laughs> I really like the idea of a cat getting up on its hind legs with like a stick doing a lock pick. Like in one hand, it's got a stick. And in the other hand, it's like rattling the doorknob. And it's also doing that like, arr, 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 like the cat thing where they show their teeth and they kind of chomp in the air mm-hmm. while it's doing it. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of a cat breaking in your house like that. Yeah. I think the second is a dog. It's got to be cats and dogs. dogs. Those, those are the stars of the show. Those are the two classic American animals to have in your house. Right. Congratulations. Here's a dog. They don't do that anymore. You never get a dog as a prize. Why don't you give me a dog as a prize? Dog prize. The reason why dogs are less popular than cats is because it's really well accepted. It's become now entrenched in our culture that you don't give a dog as a prize. You don't give a puppy on Christmas. Dogs are a serious commitment. You need to be able to provide for the dog and take care of its veterinary bills, right? Right. That's like a very internalized idea. Right. I'm not saying people don't provide for their cats, but I think... The reason the cats are more popular is because um, people who have cats tend to have more than one cat. More so than people with dogs. Okay. Like someone having three or four cats, like that's a lot of cats, but like I'm sure there's people who do that. But there's 
not very many people who have three or four dogs. That's a lot. Having two dogs is like having six dogs. Right. Having four dogs is like having 12 dogs. Yeah, and that's just too many. <laughs> having 12 dogs is like having 86 dogs. It's just excessive. You're right. <laughs> uh, let me see rabbit. Small mammals. Small mammals. So that's going to be all of your small mammals. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> a bird. Birds. People like them. I like them. I like a bird. Small mammals. So that's guinea pigs, mm -hmm. mice, mm -hmm. rats, hamsters, mm -hmm. gerbils. Ferrets. <sighs> yeah. Chinchillas. Hedgehogs. I heard that hedgehogs are awful pets I've heard they're really stupid. They, uh, they are just always mad. And they like, you have to pick them up and clean them and stuff. And they just pee on you while you do it. It's awful. And they're not very bright. Like with a dog, if you have a dumb dog, that can sometimes be nice. I like a dumb dog. Like as long as it's smart enough to like go outside to pee, I don't give a shit. If you have a dog for companionship because you want to have like a buddy who hangs out with you and is like emotionally supportive of you, that dog does not have to be like a problem solver. Right, <laughs> right. It just needs to be like really chilled out and like it needs to be like well behaved. Like my dog needs to know how to pee outside and it needs to learn how to like have general dog manners. Like it needs to sit when I tell it to sit. It doesn't need to do anything amazing. And it certainly doesn't need to figure out how to open the refrigerator and shit like that. An animal that eats everything and can also figure out how to open where my food is. Hmm. -mm, too much. We had a dog once that was so tall that it could get food off the top of the refrigerator. That was Romeo. He lived with us for a while. He did. He was extremely old by the time he came to live with us. and uh, So we were getting the spoils of him. Like, we were. He would just very slowly, like two hours a day, he would walk around the house like a cow. And the rest of the time, he would just sleep and snore. It was really nice, though. He was nice. He was the most chilled out as a dog. Like, you would take him on a walk and, and you'd have to walk really slow to accommodate him. It felt like walking a cow. But at the same time, you would go and walk him and, like, people would see you coming and cross the street yeah i liked that that that, that made me want to be like I, I understand why people would want a big dog like that because that's pretty sweet mm -hmm. making people go away like so easily <laughs> it was great <laughs> yeah, i know i know this is this is like my privilege as being like an old white man but i like when i walk the dog around and people want to talk to me about the dog i'm always like yes and here's his name and he is a good boy thanks <laughs> he's very good he likes pets <laughs> this reflects well on me it was nice to meet you now you know that i could talk to you like a regular person people are always afraid of me like when i'm out and about people don't small talk me very much yeah they don't nope it can go either way for me but i think after i talk to somebody i always start conversations with people and so if i start a conversation with people i think they just kind of reflexively continue it yeah that's probably half of it i don't think anybody looks at me and is like i want to talk to that guy about <laughs> the weather he probably has some fucking thoughts about the weather he's got some conspiracy theories about the weather i bet catch me in uh the checkout line at the library and just as you walk up the librarian is like nodding at me and I'm like, it's clear that the FBI was instrumental. <laughs> Our next pet, I got to go with fish. They're wet and they're a pet. The wet pet. <laughs>
you know, fish are entertaining to look at and they're relaxing, but that's going to be a zero on the bonding scale. Right. I feel like fish probably don't know you're there. If you want a pet to go along with your personality, I think fish is like a no contact pet. Right. So right. if that's you, don't contact it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they like it when you do it, touching them, that taking them out of the water to hug them. <laughs> you know, the idea of being a guy that has some of those big ass koi, like in one of those old water ponds where the fish is like a foot long and it's fucking beautiful. And every day you pick it up out of the water and it's just gasping and flipping around and you're just like stroking its fins. <laughs> like, there you go. Kiss it. Kiss it. <laughs> What would you call if you had a big old fat koi and it was like 110 years old and every day you hoisted it up out of the water and it was flipping around dying <laughs> and you were kissing it? <laughs> what would you call that fish? It sounds like a hot date. What would you name your hot date? What, what would I name my hot date? Splishes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. Go back, get something to drink. There you go. There you <laughs> and fish, I'm sure, what's a fishologist, ichthyologist, I'm sure an ichthyologist would correct me, but I don't think fish have serious memories. So every day, it's just a new terror for the fish. Right. The fish, this has never happened before to the fish. The fish is just, I would say, pissing itself, but it's just got like... He's got that thread hanging out of his butt. <laughs> Just a, you flick the black thread out of the fish's ass and give it a big old hug. Oh, splishes. It's good to see you, splishes. You get me hot. <laughs> now, that, now, that is only for cats, that that's how you bond with them, Natalie. <laughs> well, no, cats want prostate stimulation. Fish want you to make out. All dog wants is for you to teach it how to do a high five. I feel like I get all of the love, the physical interaction, like the dog sits with you, you play with the dog and stuff, and none of the stuff, the prostate and the kissing, just... Yeah, right. Reptile. Reptiles and amphibians. Salamanders and frogs and lizards stuff. Lizards and frogs. And lizards. And turtles. I like turtles. I can never get a turtle, because turtles like live forever. I would hate to have to find somebody who would be able to take care of a turtle so I could will it to him. Also, turtles is one of those things where it's fine if you have it and maybe you get like zen mind state out of like doing different things for the turtle, but you get nothing out of it because the only way that a turtle reacts to anything you do for it is to not die. The whole time of you interacting with your pet turtle is an experiment where you do something and the next day you come back. And you make sure it hasn't died yet. And you watch the turtle until it moves and you go, oh, you liked that. <laughs> that worked. I think it's fine if you have a turtle. It's just I'm not a turtle boy. I think turtles are cute. I do. There's a turtle at the pet store around here, which. That's a tortoise, buddy. He's a big fucker. So a tortoise is a type of turtle. I'm only saying- I thought a turtle and a tortoise was like a frog and a toad. It is, because a toad is a type of frog. The only reason I bring it up is because I've been corrected thousands of times in my life for describing a tortoise as a turtle, and it's just a type of one. So I just feel better about my own mind. To me, they're all turtles, and it turns out they are. <laughs> Same thing with frog and toad. You say, look at that frog, and somebody goes, actually, that's a toad. Well, buck up. 
A toad is simply a type of frog. <laughs> there was just a big tortoise walking around very slowly, I might add. I already said, I feel like I'm just driving the point home. I already said, I don't bond with turtles. It's fine. He was walking very slow. I can walk much faster than him. It's fine though. He had a happy birthday balloon taped to his back and he was walking around and he had the happy birthday balloon. <laughs> so everywhere he went, it was his birthday. That's all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like, I like that guy though. He lives at the store that buys the dogs from puppy mills and then keeps the dogs in really inhumane conditions that I do not approve of. Right. So I don't buy anything from the store, but I might go to see their tortoise. Right. I think it's fine to use their store to look at the tortoise and then leave. I don't think that's wrong. Right. Right. Just make sure you're still there. If that tortoise starts looking bad. I might hold the door open for six hours so the tortoise could escape. <laughs> we could free him. He can come live with us. We put a diaper on him, though. Yeah. <laughs> In your life growing up, it seems there were a lot of times when a cat broke into your house. Uh-huh. It would be really funny if a tortoise broke into your house, but it took like 18 days. <laughs> tortoise on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> tortoise is getting closer. He's closer than he was yesterday. Uh, the other day he was across the street. Then he's on the sidewalk. Now he's up on the porch. What are you going to fucking do? He's not going <laughs> to get in the house. That, <laughs> that tortoise has a happy birthday balloon and a lockpick set taped to his shell. <laughs> That's the, it's also dark because the tortoise will never be able to remove the happy birthday balloon <laughs> from his shell. Or the lockpick set. Yeah, I guess you're safe. <laughs> He didn't need it, though, because we left the door open. So you may have overstated the case <laughs> when you said the cat broke into your house. Well, it was in the middle of the night, so I don't think the door was hanging open then. It seemed like he came from the upstairs. Like, maybe he got it. There was, like, a little apartment on the third floor, and I think that maybe it went up to fire escape and got into the third floor and then came down. Because every time I saw him, like, I was always the one who saw that he had broken in, and he was always in the hallway, like, oh. outside my bedroom, which was right, right near that door from the third floor. Okay, you know what I was just imagining? Because you said there was a kitchen and bathroom up there. I'm thinking, just like New York City, the cat lives in the sewers, and it swims up through the pipe, and it swims, and finally it emerges in your bathroom, wet and completely covered in sewage, and goes, (gasps) just takes a big deep breath of air, and then the shitty cat lives in your house. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That guy who's going to live here, and he's probably not going to let us pet him either. <laughs> well, it's covered in sewage, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one knows where he came from. <laughs> Maybe he was a ghost. What if your house got haunted by a cat ghost? What if we did? Wasn't that known as rap name? For a while, her rap name was Ghost Cat with a Knife. Because <laughs> I think one. she came up with Ghost Cat, and then she was like, that's not scary enough. Right. <laughs> Well, it's too bad a rap career never took off, though. Is it? <laughs> so, what? how many guesses do I have we left? We have another guess. One? Yeah. What about bugs? No. I almost, I came so close to getting a perfect score. Yep. Not today, though, buddy. I don't know, Natalie. What is it? It's the running cow we love to love. It's the horse. <laughs> a horse counts as a pet? Yes. It's not a work animal. Yeah. Could you imagine... I mean, having a horse if you did not have, like, a whole farm area type thing. No. Well, I don't think you could if you didn't have that. I can't imagine having a horse and having to do his feet all the time. That's, like, big money. It costs 
$150 to shoe a horse and you need to do it five or six times a year so you end up spending like almost a thousand dollars a year on horseshoes well first of all that just underscores the point you're always making which is that a subscription to garbage brain university is less than you spend on horseshoes in a year i mean like shoeing a horse once you can get more than a year of garbage brain you can get three years that doesn't even include all of the oats and stuff you have to feed the horse. Yeah, they eat a lot of oats. You know, the oat market is, is volatile. And then you've either got to change the horse's litter box or you've... We had to get a horse diaper. Horse diapers are hard to change. Those have got to be expensive. Think about the square feet you'd need on a horse diaper. Horses are all about buckets. You tape a bucket to its head for the oats, and then you tape a bucket uh-huh. to its ass. Well, the, the, when you go on the horse carriages, like in the downtown area somewhere... They always have like a little poop arrangement in the back where it catches the poop. Genius. That sounds like a made-for-TV product. Tired of cleaning up all of your horse's poop? <laughs> Try Pooperino. <laughs> Poopy Pal. Poopy Pal. Yeah, it'd probably be Shit called... Shit Buddy. <laughs> uh, so 68% of people in the United States have pets. It is up from 56% in 1988 when they first did the survey. What do you think is causing that? Because people love to pet it. Well, people do love to pet pets. Maybe they're socially isolated more now than they used to be. And so they need the on-demand companionship of an animal in their house. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There should be an app where you can hang out with somebody else's dog or cat for an hour. Borrow a dog. (laughs) Borrow, uh, it could be called Dog Buddy. Dog Library. (laughs) Dog Library! (laughs) Garbage Brain University. Million Dollar Idea. That would be a great app. You would be vetted so you would only have a dog or cat that was like certified to be a good boy. Right. And then they would have your ratings like on Uber. They go, this dog got four stars on Dog Library. (laughs) I wonder what he did. And then be like, oh, he just peeped on that guy's rug. That's not his fault. Yeah, he got got mostly five stars and then one guy gave him a one star. It's clear who the problem is. Right, right. Think about it. That dog's obviously fine. Dog library is a great idea. Dog library, borrow a dog, bring him back. (laughs) 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 You can get like short-term or long-term loans of dogs. You can take them for an hour. You can, like, take them for the weekend if you feel like you want someone to go on a hike with you. That's a fucking great idea. 68% of U.S. households will not be interested in our service, though. (laughs) (laughs) We're aiming for the elusive 32%. (laughs) That's how big our market's going to be when we tell them about it on Shark Tank. 32% of Americans would use this service. Have you heard of the 1%? We'll try this on for size. 32%. Much bigger percent. And sure, we all love to not have dog. (laughs) Well, we would go on, one of us would say, I like dog. I'd say, I like dog. And you'd say, I like library. And I'd be like, why not? And then together we'd say, dog library. Dog library. Dog library. (laughs) But we'd say it, we would rehearse it. So we'd say it together. Dog li- okay. you, wait. No. Wait. I said it twice. Dog library. Dog library. <laughs> if you're an investor who has some dogs on loan, 
You have access to like the highest quality dogs that are somehow homeless. The most well-trained, high-end dogs that do not have a family. Because, I mean, I wouldn't let my dog be at the library. No, I, no, I wouldn't. Okay, so we brought out <laughs> sharks. We brought out some sample dogs. And now you guys get to keep those dogs. <laughs> those are your dogs now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could just borrow a little teeny puppy. Just be like, oh, little puppy, and then bring it back. That's double. Yeah, that'd be a premium service. Like little baby dog. Yeah. Baby dog, premium service. Catchphrases and slogans and all that shit. I'm ready to roll. Dog library, get you a dog. Bring it back. <laughs> So, um, promotional consideration for Garbage Brain University has been provided by Harlem Township, Ohio, Northeastern Ohio's favorite township closest to Columbus. You might call it the most southwesterly northeastern township. You know, there's larger townships. There are some that have more people, but there's none that have a catchphrase as catchy as northeastern Ohio's most southwesternly township of central Ohio. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. Thanks again to Natalie for <laughs> suggesting this. But if you have an episode to suggest, you have a topic you want us to cover, you just have a great idea you want to share, Hop on our private Discord, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. That'll get you in. Secret group, secret shit, 24-7. We're going to read My Sweet Audrina. Our next book club, everybody is going to read My Sweet Audrina by V.C. Andrews. We mentioned it a long time ago in one of our first episodes. And everybody's going to read it, and then we're going to talk about it, because that's what a book club is. So hit that link. Think about it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you again. Dog Library! You fucked it up again. Don't. (laughs) Don't forget to return your dog. The (laughs) fines are astronomical. That's how we make money. Dog library. Good night. (laughs)